Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another wonderful and exciting episode of the Anthology of Horror. I'm your host and narrator, Springheeled Jack, and we're going to get started today after just a few brief disclaimers. First of all, the show might offend you. If you're easily offended, please turn the show off and spare me the negative reviews on the podcast store, or the iTunes store, whatever the fuck you call it, uh, because you won't like the show. This is your first and final warning. Second, I use advertisements in this show that I do not own the rights to. They are the creative property of Rockstar Games. That is all. Alcoholics! That's the drink of the streets! Alcoholics! What's up? For real, motherfuckers. You being marketed at now, homie! A combination of everything that makes a memorable evening. Malt liquor and caffeine. Malt liquor. Malt liquor, caffeine. Janky than a motherfucker. It's just a little cuckoo pony. It's a good time blackout in a can. What's up? You blacking out, asshole. I'm blacking out. Alcoholic keeps the party going. Even if you won't remember any of it. That's what's up. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Today I bring you stories from the book, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Thank you very much for tuning in. The Haunted House One time a preacher went to see if he could put a haunt to rest at a house in his settlement. The house had been haunted for about ten years. Several people had tried to stay there all night, but they would always get scared out by the haunt. So this preacher took his Bible and went to the house, went on in, built himself a good old-fashioned fire and lit a lamp. He sat there, reading the Bible and looking at pictures of young boys. Then, just before midnight, he heard something start up in the cellar, walking back and forth, and then back and forth again. It sounded like somebody was trying to scream and got choked off. Or perhaps he was screaming while he was choking his chicken off. Then there was a lot of thrashing around and struggling, and finally everything went quiet. The old preacher took up his Bible again, but before he could start reading, he heard footsteps coming up the cellar stairs. He sat watching the door to the cellar, and the footsteps kept coming closer and closer. He saw the doorknob turn, and when the door began to open, he jumped up and hollered, What do you want? The door shut back, easy-like, and there wasn't a sound. The preacher was trembling a little, but he finally opened the Bible and read some more. Then he got up and laid the book on the chair and went to mending the fire. Then the haunt started walking again. Step, 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 up the, stellars, the cellar stairs. The old preacher sat watching the door, saw the doorknob turn and the door open. It looked like a young woman. He backed up and said, Who are you? What do you want? The haunt sort of swayed like she didn't know what to do. Then she just faded out. The old preacher waited and waited. And when he didn't hear any more noise, he went over and shut the door. He was sweating and trembling all over. But he was a brave man, and he thought he'd be able to see through it. So he turned turned his chair to where he could watch and sat down and waited. Ooh, the preacher just likes to watch. It wasn't long before he heard the haunt start up again, slowly stepping closer and closer, and it was right at the door. The preacher stood up and held his Bible out before him. Then the knob slowly turned and the door opened wide. This time the preacher spoke quiet-like. He said, In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, who are you and what do you want? The haunt came right across the room, staring at him, and took hold of his cloak. 
It was a young woman about 20 years old. Her hair was torn and tangled and the flesh was dropping off her face so he could see the bones and part of her teeth. She had no eyeballs, but there was a sort of blue light way back in her eye socket, and she had no nose on her face. Then she started talking. It sounded like her voice was coming and going with the wind blowing it. She told how her lover had killed her for money and buried her in the cellar. She said if the preacher would dig up her bones and bury her properly, she could rest easy. Then she told him to take the end joint of the little finger from her left hand and lay it in the collection plate at church the next meeting, and he'd find out who had murdered her. And she said, if you come back here once more after that, you'll hear my voice at midnight and I'll tell you where my money's hid, and you can give it to the church. Well, shit, that's all you need to do to get a priest to do anything. Promise him money. Ha! Or, you know, little boy ass, but money primarily. The haunt sobbed like she was tired, and she sunk down toward the floor and was gone. The preacher found her bones and buried them in the graveyard. The next Sunday, the preacher put the finger bone in the collection plate, and when a certain man happened to touch it, it stuck to his hand. The man jumped up and rubbed and scraped and tore at the bone, trying to get it off. Then he went to screaming like he was going crazy. Well, he confessed to the murder, and they took him on to jail. After the man was hung, the preacher went back to the house one midnight, and the haunt's voice told him to dig under the heath rock. He did, and he found a big sack of money. And where, and where that haunt had held on to his coat, the print of the bony fingers was burned right into the cloth. It never did come out. The Guests A young man and his wife were on a trip to visit his mother. Usually, they arrived in time for supper, but they had gotten a late start, and it was now getting dark, so they decided to look for a place to stay overnight to go in the morning. Just off the road, they saw a small house in the woods. Maybe they rent rooms, the wife said, so they stopped to ask. Never do that. Jesus. An elderly man and woman came to the door. They didn't rent any rooms, they said, but they'd be glad to have them stay overnight as their guests. They had plenty of room and they would enjoy the company. The old woman made coffee and brought out some cake and the four of them talked for a while. Then the young couple were taken to their room. They again explained that they wanted to pay for this, but the old man said they would not accept any money. The young couple got up early the next morning before their hosts had awakened. On a table near the front door, they left an envelope with some money in it in the room. Then they went on to the next town. They stopped in a restaurant and had breakfast, where they told the owner where they, where they had stayed. He was shocked. This can't be. That house burned to the ground, and the man and woman who lived there died in the fire. The young couple could not believe it, so they went back to the house, only now there was no house. All they found was a burned-out shell. They stood staring at the ruins, trying to understand what had happened. Then the young woman screamed. In the rubble was a badly burned table like the one they had seen by the front door. On the table was the envelope they had left that morning. Well, grab that cash, homegirl. It's not fucking poisoned. The girl who stood on a grave. Oh man, this reminds me of somebody I knew. I'll tell you that story after I read this one. Some boys and girls were at a party one night. There was a graveyard down the street, and they were talking about how scary it is. Don't ever stand on a grave after dark, one of the boys said. The person inside will grab you. He'll pull you under. That's not true, one of the girls said. It's just superstition. I'll give you a whole dollar if you stand on a grave, said the boy. A grave doesn't scare me, said the girl. I'll do it right away. The boy handed her his knife. Stick this knife in one of the graves, he said. Then, then we'll know you were there. The graveyard was filled with shadows and was quiet as death. There was nothing to be scared of, the girl told herself, but she was scared anyway. She picked out a grave and she stood on it. Then quickly she bent over and plunged the knife into the soil and started to leave. 
But she couldn't get away. Something was holding her back. She tried a second time to leave, but she couldn't move. She was filled with terror. Something has got me, she screamed, and she fell to the ground. When she didn't come back, the others went to look for her. They found her body sprawled across the grave. Without realizing it, she'd plunged the knife through her skirt and had pinned it to the ground. It was only the knife that held her. She'd died of fright. Alright, so... Oh, shit. Maybe ten years ago, I was dating this awful woman who, uh... Unfortunately for her, her mother passed away when she was really young, but as a result, she became kind of a cunt. A cunt. Cunt is a good word. And she would go and, and party and hang out with her friends, and, and who can blame her? It's dramatic. I don't blame her a bit. But they used to go hang out in this old, uh, what she called a, a Freemason cemetery, but I don't, I don't fully believe that she understood what that meant. But anyway, it was this old... Pioneer era cemetery at the top of a hill by the house where she grew up and they used to hang out there and probably diddle each other and get drunk and shit and uh, one night they were there and they all got drunk and they thought it would be funny to push over a tombstone so they did and then she started having these fucking awful nightmares when she went home um, not she wasn't really re real descriptive about what they were she just said they were terrible and it was like death death dogging her footsteps and her dreams so on and so forth um I didn't put much stock in it. I kind of just blew her off because I thought she was full of shit. But then, like I said earlier, she kept having these nightmares. And like I said, her mother had passed away when she was a teenager. And uh, one night her mom showed up in one of the dreams where death was dogging her footsteps and ran off the fucking uh, the specter of her dreams. And that was the end of it. She never had another one of those nightmares again. Granted, she told me that story, so uh, I don't believe a fucking word of it, but it is a good story. Next one. A new horse. Two farmhands shared a room. I saw this movie with Heath Ledger and Jake whatever the fuck. I just can't quit you. One slept at the back of the room, the other slept near the door. After a while, the one who slept near the door began to feel very tired every day. His friend kept asking him what's wrong. An awful thing happens every night, he said. A witch turns me into a horse and rides me all over the countryside. Hey man, some people would pay for that privilege. I'll sleep in your bed tonight, his friend said. We'll see what happens to me. Ha, huh. witch cuck. About midnight, an old woman who lived nearby came into the room. She mumbled some strange words over the farmhand and he found he couldn't move. Then she slipped a bridle on him and turned him into a horse. I'm not hearing the bad part here yet. The next thing he knew, she was riding him across the field at breakneck speed, beating him to make him go even faster. Yeah, man, sold. Soon they came to a house where a party was going on. There was a lot of music and dancing. They were having a big party inside. She hitched him to a fence and went in. Once again, witchcuck.com. While she was gone, the farmhand rubbed against the fence until the bridle came off and he turned back into a human. Then he went into the house and found the witch. He spoke those strange words over her, and with the bridle he turned her into a horse, then he rode her to the blacksmith and had her fitted with horseshoes. After that, he rode her to the farm where she lived. I have a pretty good filly here, he told her husband, but I need a stronger horse. Would you like to trade? The old man looked her over, and he said he would love to. So they picked out another horse, and the farmhand rode away. Her husband led his new horse to the barn. He took off the bridle and went to hang it up. But when he came back, he saw the horse was gone. Instead, there stood his wife, with horseshoes nailed into her hands and feet. Next time, on Witch Cuck. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Jesus. 
Just, I couldn't stop thinking about pony play the whole time, but Jesus Christ, what a doozy. Coming for the Exorbio 720 gaming system. Some video games are set in hell, others in post-apocalyptic wastelands. Now, there's a shooter set in the most culturally terrifying place in the world. The South. Hey, I'm gonna have some fun with you, boy. Pride, not prejudice. Commit farmyard sodomy. Make drugs. Drink grain alcohol and drive at high speed. Mow down commies. Eat pigs and foreigners. Save the South against liberals, land prospectors, and out homosexuals in a place that's hot as the sun and swarming with disease-carrying insects. Pride, not prejudice. The shooter we've all been waiting for. Only for the Exorbio 720 gaming system. It would appear that you have reached the end of this teaser episode. If you would like to hear how this episode ends, and for more premium content, please go to patreon.com slash anthologyofhorror and subscribe. I hope to see you there. Stay spooky.